Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show, as well as other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can also save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without spending a dime. And now, enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we take a look back at some of the week's best commentaries and news reports from some of your favorite Rebels, which aren't me, because I'm here telling the stories. I'm your host, who definitely, once again, absolutely is not David Menzies, no matter how hard you squint at that screen. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and I'm filling in for my friend David as he continues to take some well-deserved time off away from the show. But don't you worry. David will be back in the Rebel Roundup news chair very, very soon. Quebec is in lockdown once again. In fact, I think Quebec is experiencing the worst lockdown in the Western world with police-enforced curfews, business closures, and places of worship being banned from opening their doors to the faithful. Now, when he heard about his home province going full North Korea one more time, Our Florida-based rebel, Yankee Pollock, knew he had to come back to Canada to tell the other side of the Quebec lockdown. He joins us tonight from his mom's kitchen to tell us what's happening after dark in La Belle province. Then, it would seem that 2022 is starting off exactly the same as 2021 in Calgary. New mayor, new year, same pastor getting arrested in yet another high-profile SWAT-style takedown on a Calgary city street. Joining me tonight to discuss the latest outrageous arrest of Pastor Art Pulowski is Calgary-based reporter Adam Sos. Then letters, 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 we get your letters, emails, comments, and questions all day, every single day, and we'll get to a few of them today. Now those are your rebels, let's round them up. So today we are in Montreal because the curfew is back and do you know who is back also yankee black hey yankee yes so how do you feel about being in montreal back uh it's cold that's how i feel it's cold <laughs> but yeah i am i mean i didn't want to be back but i promised i will be back so here i am in the cold we're gonna go report the other side of the story show the people what's going on with the lockdowns and all of that uh, it's, good. it's cold here. It's uh, 35 degrees difference from where I come from in Florida. So, 
We'll see. Hopefully it's not too cold for me. Hopefully I didn't get too, uh, you know, floridaized in like one, half a winter. And we could do a lot of reporting and show the world. And hopefully the curfew ends very fast because I want to go back home. It's nice. <laughs> There's a nice weather over there. How are you excited to see your friend back, the police? Well, yes and no. Hopefully they're nicer this, this time around, but not much hope. I have a feeling they'll be worse, but I'm going to try. Um, be civil with them again and, and see where that leads us and you know we're gonna tell you the story if they like it or not that's that's their choice if they like it or not and we will just tell the story and if they choose to harass us we'll continue to sue them if they choose to be nice we'll be nice right yeah that's simple bonjour what's going on you guys know that it's uh, curfew time at 10 o'clock? Yeah, we're media. We're, we're here reporting okay. and stuff. So I'll uh, respectfully ask you to go home and you have to leave right now. But there's a car that's coming in. If you if you guys have anything to tell them, uh, they're, they're going to come in and talk. No, no, we're media. We we're, are we're media. filming what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I completely understand. So the, I just advised you and I'm just going to go on the side and there's a car that's coming. Uh, like if, a like a police car? Yeah. Okay, sure. So if you have any questions, we're just be here because we saw people out and we're reporting on it. That's okay. why we're here. Perfect. Won't be long. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Have a good night. He asked us to leave, but we are we have the right to be out. We have exemption. Because we are media and we are reporting on what is going on with the curfew in Quebec. I, 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 he's alone, so he's not gonna come out alone, right? It's just for safety. Yeah. At the end of the day, he was probably gonna wait for backup, and then all of them were gonna ticket everyone. Like he was just waiting for more people because he was like, I like guess scared. New year, new you, as they say. Except Quebec's premier Francois Legault has resolved to be, I guess, the same old totalitarian that he was back in 2021. He's brought in a whole slate of new restrictions, including a curfew. In an attempt to stop the spread of the Omicron variant, which scientists and researchers say is more transmissible than the previous COVID variants, but far less severe. During the last curfew, Rebel News reporter and social media guru Yankee Pollock took to the streets nearly every night to document the police harassment of everyday Quebecers just trying to live their lives. And he also ended up on the receiving end of that harassment. And over the last year, Yankee wisely escaped Canada, not only to warmer climates, but to freer spaces in big Ron DeSantis's free state of Florida. But when the curfew came back, so did our friend Yankee. He pulled a bit of a reverse AOC and left Florida for a lockdown jurisdiction because he feels compelled to tell the other side of the story. So joining me now from Montreal is Yankee Pollock. Yankee, first thing, I guess. What's the toughest part about being back in Montreal right now? Definitely the weather. <laughs> and I can't uh, start the morning meeting saying, I'm in Florida. But uh, other than that, the, I, I guess the, there's no freedom here. I, I went to a, a store just this morning to, to get breakfast with a friend to catch up with him. And we couldn't even eat it in the restaurant that had to be in the car, but we walked in without a mask. They're like, you need to wear a mask. And it's like, and they're like, not even for us. The customers come in, they complain, and they call the cops. So for us, we don't want to deal with the cops. 
please put on a mask. And I, I feel bad. I'm not going to fight with the, the, the lady. She's, she says she works from 6 a.m. It's not her fault that the government is implementing a mask. So I'll put on a mask just because it's not her fault. You know, it's, but, but this is the, the, the issue here is people are enforcing this, not even the police. So you have the people are, 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 I guess, they're snitches. They call the cops if they see a customer without a, uh, a mask. They'll call the cops, so then the store gets a fine, the person gets a fine, everyone gets fined. If it's just a fine for me, that's whatever, I'll deal with my fine. But poor, poor woman over there, poor business owner that's struggling through this, I, I don't want them getting a, a, a ticket. I don't want to do give them a hard time. So, you know... But this is how Quebec is. It's a it's a nation of snitches. You know, you know they like calling it La Belle Province. I think it's La Snitch Province now. It's it's ridiculous. You know, people are trying to live life. I I spoke to store owners off the record. They say you know, people call the cops all the time on them for not enforcing masks. People, you know, people are going to their houses of worship. People are going doing their thing, and you have snitches everywhere. Just calling the cops, you know, it, it's not of the government is enforcing all of it. You also have snitches enforcing all of it. Is that the same as it was before? Or is that a new thing that has sort of manifested itself and maybe cemented itself in society since you've been gone? I think you've been gone about six months. Was it like that before? Yeah, last curfew was the same thing. There was people yelling out of their windows, go home or I'll call the <laughs> cops. And it's like 9.30, it's like, mind your own business. Or if you, and, and a lot of them were, are like, not so much that they care. They're more like, if I can't be out, you can't be out. And it's like, mm -hmm. you also go out if you want. Nobody's stopping you. But no, rather than going out, he'll call the police and and get the police to ticket the other people. I've see, I see these comments uh, on Twitter as well. You know, some, some Jewish uh, schools are open. And people are like, if my kids have to stay home, your kids must stay home. And it's like. No. So you know it's wrong. How about you fight for your kids to go to school instead of fighting other kids shouldn't go to school? It makes no sense to me. Instead of people fighting for freedom, they're fighting, I guess, equity? I, I, I don't know. Yes. They want nobody to have anything because they don't. Yeah, they, they want, want equity of suffering, it sounds equity like. Equity of suffering. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, Fight for freedom. No, we're going to fight that nobody has freedom because I have no freedom. I don't get it. But then it's fair, Yankee. <laughs> if fair, yeah. everybody's punished the same, then it's just fair. Like, <laughs> just like our healthcare system is fair because nobody gets treated. <laughs> yeah, that's isn't that the truth? Now, you've been out a couple nights already on the curfew beat. What are you seeing out there? Is there any resistance to the curfew? Are people defying it? Well, on, on Wednesday night, there was a, a nice uh, nice 50 people showed up to protest out of, uh, what, what do we have, 8.5 million residents in Quebec, 50 people showed up. Uh, all of them got arrested after, I would say, after an hour after the curfew, they all got arrested, well, detained and ticketed and sent on their way with a $1,558 curfew ticket. Up by eight bucks, I guess inflation. It's gone up, yeah. <laughs> I guess inflation hit the hit the hit the tickets as well, uh, not just the grocery stores. 
I, I don't know why I went up by eight bucks, but it did. Um, you know, we filmed it. Um, I was there, Alexa, Guillaume, and we were there to show you the other side of the story. Interestingly enough, they respected us last night. No tickets for us. From ev everyone else got a ticket. We were we were uh, for ten minutes stuck between police because there was police activity every every side of us, and we were standing there. We couldn't go anywhere. But they didn't detain us. It was just like. That was the only place we could stand on the sidewalk that wasn't part of police activity. And I was like almost like not waiting, but I was expecting to be ticketed because yep. that's what they have been doing for the past. Well, in the past curfew, but no, they they were just there. They were pretty nice, I guess, quote unquote, to up uh, towards us. And, 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 and you know, all the protesters went along like when the police came they picked up their hand and they were like take me the, like pastor art when they come to grab you you got to go like a sheep that's what yeah. he said uh, in an interview with uh, rebel news last week or was it this week it was this week it's been a long week um so that's what they did they just went along and they got ticketed i, I saw but it was approximately 50 people every single person got ticketed detained ticketed and sent on their way it's it's outrageous that people in a apparent free and democratic society don't have the, the right of movement, but also get ticketed for protesting. Yeah, you can't even protest what the government is doing to yeah. you. Um, uh, so the, I guess if I'm understanding you correctly, there's been a marked change between how the police treated you before and how the police are treating you now. I remember they were trying to ticket you for everything. Like you stepped off the curb and they're like jaywalking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us um, how many tickets you had from before. Um, and then maybe just tell me what's, if there's any change in how the police are treating you now. Uh, so how many tickets I have? I have a total of 14 <laughs> tickets <laughs> for oh now. God. Two of them for, I for reporting, by the way, for you're reporting, just reporting, yes. just reporting. So two of them I actually received in the mail. So there might be more in the mail. So the number <laughs> might be going up. Don't know. We'll find out and we'll see if they're 1500 or 1558, right? Eight bucks more. But so so a bunch of them are curfew. I, I think six of them are curfew and I don't have it here. I have the binder. I have a whole binder of it. In Florida. <laughs> I maybe have a video, um, I'll throw it in. You uh, should. So I have six curfew tickets, one mass ticket, and I was on the street. And that police officer was so nice to give me a failing to obey ticket because I didn't go back on the sidewalk apparently fast enough. And then a jaywalking ticket for going on the, on the street because I was asking him a question. Apparently that officer... He said, I have no more rights, and he uh, gave me three tickets. The night after, he gave me tickets for rubbing of the engine. It's like when you press the pedal <laughs> too you, you were stunting? <laughs> I, 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 something like that. I, I, that's what he claims, at least. I, sure. I tried, of course. Uh, he. I also received another two jaywalking tickets, I believe, or one more. No, two more. <laughs> Uh, I have a cell phone ticket as well, which is uh, bogus. I was filming a copy yelling at me while he stopped me. He was he stopped me, yelled at me, and I put my car in park and picked up my phone to film him yelling at me. And I got a cell phone ticket for that. Uh, I have a, 
I got a parking ticket for, you know, I parked during the curfew. There was nobody on the road. I, you know, threw, they threw a parking ticket at me. What else did I miss? Uh, did I miss one? I don't know. I can't remember everything I have even at this point. So they, you know, the 14 tickets, it's about um, $12,000 in tickets. Um, you know, Ezra has been amazing and, you know, promising to, well, fighting them. Yeah. And if I were to lose any of them, uh, Rebel News will pay it. And then that's only thanks to our viewers that want me out here and are donating to lockdownreports.com. That's how we do it here at Rebel. We, you know, we show you the other side of the story and whoever feels compelled to chip in, chips in. And that's how we keep the lights on and that's how we pay the fines for reporting. It's ridiculous that we even need to talk about getting a fine for reporting, but that that's how it is in Quebec. And, and I think the lawsuit, uh, we, we did bring in a lawsuit against them for all, for a lot of the things they did. And I think their legal department had a look at it and was like, guys, you gotta be nicer to these people or we'll keep getting sued. They, you know, they, they used to tell me, when is the lawsuit coming? Uh, Careful you what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, because everyone always threatens to sue everyone. I'm gonna sue you now, we sue. We do. <laughs> Ezra doesn't make empty threats. If he says he's gonna sue you, he will. And, and that's what I think happened. And, and I think they were sh surprised that they even got to it. And I think that they are backing up. But this is only the first time that I interact real heavily with the police. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to stay here. A few more days, that's for sure. But I don't have a return flight. As long as things get, stay interesting, I might stay. My mom is definitely happy that I'm staying. Uh, <laughs> But it's, it's, how's it called? It's, I'll stay here as long as I feel I need to be here. Uh, I came back to show you as promised. And that's what I will continue doing. Now, um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned lockdownreports.com. That's how uh, people can support the work that you're doing and see the work that you're doing there because I think nobody else is doing the work. But I'll ask you that question. When you're out on the streets, are you seeing other news crews or is it, just you guys. So yeah, last time around it was just me. That was before Alexa joined the team, and Alexa joined the team. But I, I, I was like, I have to come back, and I'm working with Alexa, making sure, you know, that the, that she, she's doing she's doing an amazing job. But yeah. you know, I, I felt like I had to come back and and show it from my perspective as someone that was out almost every night for five months and last curfew. Have I seen any other news crews? The answer is no. There's a bunch of independent people protesting. There was one more independent person out there filming as a journalist. But other than that, it was basically the protesters just live streaming and posting, and all of them got ticketed. But there was no mainstream media. I bet there will be an article today from what? If there is one, there will be police say they arrested, mm. uh, they, they, they ticketed um, 50, well, I don't know how many people was, uh, approximately 50 people. They'll, they'll have the exact number from the police report. And one person was arrested or something like that, if, if there was. And that's the amount of tickets were given. And, and they'll have some blurry photo from a screen grab from somewhere, and maybe they'll embed a half a video, and they'll call it a day. 
and, and that will be the curfew report from them. I don't go to the police. I don't care the exact number of people that were ticketed. I, I could ask them. I could send them an email. Might get an answer. Might not. I've never had much luck with them. I'm just out there showing you what happened. Is it a difference? It was 45 or 47 people that were there protesting or, or 52 people got a ticket. It doesn't really matter. But the media is busy with, with numbers all day. And, and that's part of it. it. It's part of the numbers. It's part of the number game. And and, and that's what I think will happen if, if they even read an article. There won't be anything substan substantive in their reporting. Like we were well, out there filming. Well, and I'm glad that you are because apparently you're the only people doing it um, in in any sort of real way um, outside of a few independent people. The mainstream media is completely asleep at the switch. Actually, they're pro lockdown. And so <laughs> they're perfectly happy that there's a curfew in Quebec. They don't think that there's anything weird about it. Um, no, Yang I think they do the, the government's bidding. Uh, and yeah. I can't prove this, but I, I believe that. The, the media is getting like the, the government is finding out of, of like places that are open, send the media to cause a stir. And then the police have no choice but to once there's media talk, the, the police go. They're, they're happy to do it, but, the, you know, they're not going to go fight every single place. But I think the, the, the provincial government is sending uh, media to places to make sure that there, there, there's a media a wind about it and then the cops come in and the cops do the dirty work and I, and I, I believe it's the, the media is actually part of the governing party of the CAQ. Uh, that, that's my personal opinion. You know, that's a great way for us to end the interview because you've just brought it full circle. You've shown how the media plays a role in that snitch culture that you say is in Quebec. Yankee, thanks so much for abandoning Florida and coming back to help Canada. Um, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Thanks. Stay with us more up next after the break. Pastor Arthur Poglowski, who has been arrested twice and faced ongoing harassment by police for daring to open his church throughout COVID-19 and for daring to continue to serve the poor, along with his brother David Poglowski, have reportedly been arrested based on violation of the ridiculous compelled speech and public protest uh, restrictions placed upon them by Justice Adam Germain. We're waiting to get the full details and we're going to speak to the Pavlowskis as well as lawyer Sarah Miller, who is being provided at no cost thanks to your generous support at SaveArthur.com for the Pavlowskis. But the Pavlowskis legal fight still ahead of them. We're going to touch base with them as soon as we are able to. For now, we're going to jump straight to the footage provided by Nathaniel Pavlowski, Arthur's son, of this troubling arrest. I know! Come on! You know you'll get stuck on Nazi. You're sick. You know that? You. Hey, don't resist. I don't no, he's not resisting. I stand up. He's no. I'm not resisting. You are a Nazi. Do it the Nazi style. Stand up. You're not. What? We want to stand up, but you want to lay down. He did that himself. Tell Neufeld he's a crook, he's a criminal, he's a Nazi. Okay. He's nowhere near here. I do 
Yeah, you get your orders. Okay. Tell Newfeld he's sick. Corrupted mafia. No criminals to catch today, hey? Just don't no, a pastor. Yeah? He's a criminal. Pastor. You know what his charges were? You call that crime? For opening church? Wow, yes, yeah. Wow. The state of our police. My god. Can I have your name and badge numbers, please? Name and badge number. Excuse me, I'm talking to you. Constable Johnson, 5742. You, badge number. I'm not obstructing anything. That's why I told you to back away. Name so and badge number. More, 4404. Stay back though, partner, or you're going to be obstructing, okay? I want to keep you. My God, you keep you out of jail, okay? <laughs> yeah, sure you do. Let's do that. You would love to arrest me as well, you what? Nazi. Why? Because you're sick. No. Yeah, this is sick. You get orders from corrupted politicians, corrupted leaders, and this is what you do. New year, new mayor, but some things never change in Calgary. And one of the most consistent things in Calgary these days is that a pastor who feeds the homeless nearly compulsively remains public enemy number one. It's been that way for, I guess, decades at this point, across multiple mayors and across multiple police chiefs and across multiple premiers. Now, over the holiday break, we saw the third SWAT-style takedown of Pastor Art Pulowski on the streets of Calgary the first time he was arrested for opening his church and casting out health inspectors when they came. The second time, he was arrested at the airport after coming back to Canada from a U.S. tour. And this time, he was on his knees on a frozen city street in the snow for what sounds like praying across the street from the house of the health minister. To get clarity about Pastor Art's latest run-in with the law is Calgary-based rebel reporter Adam Sos, who has been on the case of Pastor Art from very nearly his first day here at Rebel News. Hi, Adam. Thanks for joining me. Please tell us why the cops took Pastor Art down like he was an active shooter this time. Yeah, and this is the troubling thing. We just had a legal update with Sarah Miller, um, and it seems very much, and again, I, I can't necessarily point to the document where someone higher up made this order, but it seems as though because they dared approach the house of a politician, shocker, Alberta Health Services, police, uh, AHS, like all these people have been knocking down at the door of the church in the home of Pastor Arthur Pawlowski for months and months, if not longer. But these people dared to meet outside of uh, Health Minister Jason Coping's house, and that apparently drew the ire of politicians. I don't know if Jason Kenney called the, the captain personally or if this was just an internal thing, but we clearly saw the next day Jason Kenney already commenting how this is unacceptable. Um, the, the troubling thing here is the fact that the police clearly wanted to find something on Pastor Archer. Um, there, you can see in the footage that they're on the phone trying to figure out how to get them. Um, the, the series of charges that have been laid and retracted, at the beginning they started with uh, uh, basically uh, being mischievous, riling people up, which is kind of a general police charge, um, which Pastor Arthur, um, who was sort of apprehensive to attend this event, but he thought he'd attend to ensure that it remained peaceful and to which ensure that it was sort of 
It did. Prayerful and respectful. Um, reports from CBC stated that there was trespassing charges, I believe. Um, that's also what Jason Kenny implied, that people were trespassing. Um, I believe one sort of lone rogue individual who was not known to the group walked up and rang the doorbell. The entire group basically yelled at him and told him to respect the per that Mr. Akopi's privacy and not to step on his property. Um, but the, the allegations out there about what Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky had done, um, even after reading him his rights and sitting him in the car, um, when he wouldn't speak further until he had an opportunity to talk to his lawyer, the police tried to add obstruction of justice charges. Um, so they kept piling up all these charges. And basically by the bail hearing, virtually none of them had stuck. And according to Sarah Miller, um, the most they could have gotten Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky on would have been a ticket for not wearing a mask at a protest. That was the extent of his rule breaking. But Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky has a medical exemption for masking due to, I believe, a respiratory issue. Uh, not that it's anyone's business, but his own. Exactly. But, so he has that exemption. So the only thing that that they kind of tried to get to stick was this thing. But that doesn't warrant spending a night in, in jail. That's a, that's a ticketing matter. Um, this is additionally troubling because of the fact that um, the, the Rook order under which these new charges were sort of trumped up, there's already an appeals process because of Sarah Miller of JSS Barrister's vic victory um, getting this appeals process going again, thanks to everyone's donations at SaveArthur.com. Um, but because of that, there's already an appeals process going on on this virtually the same sort of charge. Um, and they're they're trying to levy these charges again. It's absolutely staggering, and it it seems from from any sort of reasonable outside perspective that they they happen to catch the guy, and they're like, "What can we get?" And they tried to throw stuff until something stuck, and it probably won't, to be honest. Now, do we know if the guy who went and knocked on the door reportedly, do we know if he was charged with trespass? If he was nabbed in a SWAT-style takedown, do we know? No, I don't believe so. He might have cleared out. He was not known. Um, from from the description, he was kind of like a beatnik hippie-looking dude. I didn't see it, but he just kind of <laughs> rolled up, and nobody in this sort of freedom family, as they call themselves, knew this guy. He just was like a random dude mm. who rolled up, so a little bit suspicious. But the other weird thing with this is, so this protest is taking place, and I mean, people have probably seen this by now, but... This protest is taking place in this small sort of isolated community. And then they set up a police check stop, coincidentally, right as the people are leaving. I don't know how often you guys have seen police check stops leaving small rural sort of areas or basically <laughs> cul-de-sac type communities. Doesn't doesn't really happen. So clearly at some point it seems apparent that there was some higher up order saying, well, we're not going to tolerate them. Uh, we can go to their churches. We can go to their houses. We can tell them who they can and can't have in their house. But heaven forbid they have a peaceful vigil slash protest outside of the politician who's uh, passing these orders outside of their house. Heaven forbid that should happen. So uh, they, they set up this, this ridiculous check stop. Um, he got through the check stop. David, who was also arrested, his brother was driving, no issues, no one was drinking. Um, and then they drove home. And it was actually on the way home about five minutes later that like 10 cop, 10 or so cop cars, 20 cops came out and arrested them in that ridiculous fashion again. The, the ideological sort of drive here is apparent. You could show up at this guy's house and arrest him. He's, he's repeatedly said, I can talk to you, call my lawyer, um, we can figure something out. He, he says, don't interrupt me during church. That's the whole get out thing was don't interrupt ongoing worship, which is a criminal code violation. But 
uh, interrupting worship. But they could get him at home, but for some reason they choose not to. This guy's never run anywhere. He doesn't hide what he's doing. And everyone knows where he lives. They could go home and get him. They keep getting him in these roadside, airport, ridiculous raid-style arrests. And it seems apparent that it's an effort to intimidate. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, he's never even resisted arrest. Sure, he doesn't go easily. He kind of goes like dead weight, but what, yeah. make him work for it. But he doesn't He doesn't resist arrest, not ever. So no. I guess at the end of the day, what were they able to... I guess, to to their best efforts, make stick to art because they charged him with a bunch of stuff. Things were getting tossed out. So what is the new legal jeopardy that art's under? Yeah, so basically it would be breaking some restrictions of the Rook Order, which we're still trying to to clarify because uh, per an update from the JCCF, that general Rook blanket order uh, after the fact was corrected to not apply to anyone beyond Chris Scott, Glenn Carrot, those original rulings back from when I started. Um, so right. that, those terms were redefined, but I guess there are new orders in place that don't limit sizes of protests, but suggest uh, potentially under a new recorder or that amended recorder that masks are to be worn. So according to Sarah Miller, this is very messy because they've yeah. only received a very brief bail package so far. Um, with very sort of tenuous details. Um, what they don't have is we tried to charge this and we drop it. We tried to charge this and drop it. Um, that's more so from the accounts of the, the witnesses and the video that we see. But um, from the best of our understanding, according to Sarah Miller, um, basically what they have him on is not wearing a mask at a protest when he has a medical exemption anyways. So very likely a nothing thing. Um, the other thing too is, and uh, this is probably gonna sum up everything I have to say. If there was any doubt as to whether there was some sort, and this is not Sarah Miller, this is just from a observer witnessing this. If there was any doubt as to whether there was some form of malice after one arrest, okay, well maybe there was some overstepping and whatever. Uh, the second time when they're waiting for him at an airport and they redirect his the private jet that someone flew him in on, um, they, they, they intercept that jet and have it go to a different hangar where cops are waiting. Okay, that's that's like El Chapo-style gang takedown stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the third arrest, this time arrested and thrown in jail for ultimately not wearing a mask when he has a mes- medical exemption anyways. It's absolutely, like, staggering. And I look forward to seeing in court when this all shakes down. Now, I would say that it's hard to argue that this doesn't just border on harassment. They keep throwing the guy in jail and trying to get stuff to stick. And it's uh, it, it's the, the most troubling thing about all this is this guy is not a drug dealer. He's not a pimp. He's no. not a human trafficker. You may not like him. Arthur Pawlowski knows that he rubs some people the wrong way. Frankly, in person, one-on-one, very sort of Great calm. Yep. Yeah. Humble. Funny. Exactly. When he preaches, he puts on a bit of a different persona to get the message out strongly. And he understands some people love that, some people it rubs them the wrong way. But the way they're targeting this man based on their personal vendettas, I wish they had an ounce of that fervor towards some of the real villains out there in society. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they were this aggressive with the people who actually damage and harm our communities instead of people like Art who do their best to help our communities. Um, Adam, I know you've got to go. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much for being on the case of Pastor Art, really from 
basically your first or second day here. I know we threw you right into the fire on that one, but you've done such a great job. Happy I was here to tell the story, so thank you. And don't forget to go to samarthur.com and chip in. Thank you. That's great. Yes. Uh, Art has a great lawyer, Sarah Miller. Um, she's working very hard. I can't imagine what sort of situation Art would be in without her help, and her help is only possible through SaveArter.com. Um, so if people want to donate to offset Art's legal fees, they can do that there. And all donations there qualify for a charitable tax receipt. Adam, thank you so much, so much. Um, for working so hard on this. Thank you. I can't help but look around and feel like minds are slowly starting to change Cause even if you're triple vaccinated, know that segregation isn't the way uh, uh. Freedom is a choice and it's available to all if we choose But first things first, you gotta turn off the news Yeah, what about the healthcare workers? What about the frontline nurses? How quickly we forget that they were working 18 hours a day What about informed consent? What about due diligence? It seems the country that I used to call home is surely slipping away uh, If you're late to the party, there's plenty room at the table This side don't discriminate I'm calling on every single man, woman, child of the able It's time to take the streets and liberate but please don't be a part of the problem Staying willfully ignorant Cause there's just way too much at stake Yo, it's okay to change your mind You can admit you were wrong Cause where there's perfect love, there ain't no shame uh. Heavenly Father, show me what I don't understand yet I got my marching orders, I don't fully know the plan yet Hold on to my Bible before bed, no, it ain't banned yet Did you know the makers of the vaccine make the Xanax? I would never lean on corporations for morality Cause they put their profits over people for their salaries No, they wanna make you bend the knee for your normality I know you feeling all alone, but in reality There's way more of us in them There's way more of us than 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 them There's way more of us There's way more of us That's the new single from our BC-based video journalist Matt Brett, not only an incredibly talented videographer, but also a Juno-nominated musician who was cancelled by the cool kids in the industry because he's a strong Christian. But Matt's not one to be bullied or to hide his God-given talents. His new single, More of Us, is going viral. As I'm recording this, it's trending number 14 on YouTube Music, which is amazing because Matt was not able to promote his music because big tech banned ads for it, because they're lockdowners. And Matt was humanizing the other side of the lockdown debate, the suffering, the discrimination, and the isolation. You can get Matt's new single for download right now on Bandcamp, and we'll make sure the link to do that is included in the description of this show. Now, I love Matt's new song, and I'm so proud of him. 
even if I prefer my music with a little bit more banjo. <laughs> but I want to know what you think. Why cue holes in the narrative rights on Rumble? We're living in times where explicit lyrics are good, but speaking the truth with no swear words is not. Oh my goodness, isn't that the truth? We do live in a society where a video of some guy twerking on the devil is appropriate consumable content for our children, or a song like WAP, and I'm not even going to say the words because the words gross me out, is treated like girl empowerment, but Matt can't even promote a song about unity and hope and not feeling alone because that is offensive to public health officials who want to and are controlling your life. Tiny Brit 32 on YouTube says, needed this today in tears. Thank you for reminding us we aren't standing alone. Even though I'm part of the less than 1% of unvaccinated at my work, I have to get tested three days a week just to keep my job. Meanwhile, we keep getting mass email updates every day of employees fully vaxxed cases. In the past week alone, we've had 12 employees catch it, but yet I'm the one treated like an outcast disease spreader. James Heilbron, also on YouTube, says, I don't think you'll ever realize how much I needed this today. I've been getting so much hate for speaking out recently. It's pushed me to the brink of my own old unwanted friend depression from a frontline worker in the UK. Roll out Rory says, very well done. I'm in military medicine. My choice was to take the thing for what has a 99% survival rate or else I get the same discharge commonly associated with literal rapists and murderers. Grace Pitchers says, this was fantastic. I'm sure we all feel alone in this. But the reality is there is way more of us than them. I think people are just too afraid to speak out. At some point, the people will hopefully say, enough is enough. Now, this comment is from me to my friend Matt. You never know whose life you're going to change through your actions and through your words and for you through your music. And based on the YouTube comments to this song, a lot of people needed to hear from you that they're not alone. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. I want to thank my friend David for trusting me to fill in for him. I want to thank the team in Toronto for putting the show together as I film this thing out here in Alberta. I want to thank everybody at home for tuning in. And if you want to support Matt's work, it's available right now for download on Bandcamp. And as David Menzies says, without risk, there can be no glory.